So how you been keeping busy during yeah. quarantine? Um, I've not had like any. Most people my age have got like all schoolwork and that to do with like sit form and college. But for some reason, my college decided not yeah. to set any work for us to do. So it's been pretty chill. But I've just been like doing a lot of DJing. Obviously, I've been trying to mm-hmm. learn some new stuff to do with my job. Just all so. Would you say you're the Would of. you say you're the youngest in the game at the moment? Um, I don't know. There are some of those accounts that you sent me that are like people younger than me, but I'd say, I don't know, really. I'd say me, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel kind of being the youngest in there and like kind of bringing up the next generation of DJs? Um, I don't really see it as like anything. I like, I always compare myself to all the older people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but yeah, so like, I always look at myself like compare myself to the likes of everyone in my town who's already playing out yeah. in clubs and stuff. But then sometimes just forget that I'm like still 17. So I don't know. Yeah, I think it's good. But I think the thing is you've got to kind of stay in your own lane. Like what I've been yeah, yeah. Sorry, learning from these DJs uh, and learning from people is that you've just got to be staying in your own lane and focus on yourself and focus on your own path. Yeah next person could be doing this because of this reason or because of this so yeah, yeah. so how did uh, DJing all start for you how did everything happen um, for you? so I remember when I was in primary school yeah I was used to be like really interested it sounds so stupid but like I used to be interested with like the projectors and all that and like the sound system that used to be in the school hall and I used to like I started by like helping with setting that up for like assemblies and that and then when we had, like, school discos, I just used to, like, do them off my iPad and stuff. And yeah. then I remember it was my 11th birthday party and I got, like, a little, like, sound desk mixer thing and um, a speaker for my birthday and I DJed my own 11th birthday party and invited the whole school to it. And that was, um like, my first sort of gig, okay. you could say. And then I just started doing stuff for, like, family and friends and then just sort of worked my way up from there till I was doing like, I did one wedding. I used to do mobile discos and that sort of, um, that was sort of my thing. And before I got into clubs and then when I was 13, I think I was 13, I did my first gig at an under 18s night in a nightclub, mm-hmm. a place called Palm Beach in um, a town called Wellingborough where I live. And that was like, I remember the first time I played there it was to 585 people. I remember okay. the exact number. Wow. The door. Wow. And that was, um, so that was pretty big. I remember, like, when I was there, I was, like, literally standing, like, shaking. Like, <laughs> I got thrown into the deep end Yeah, but I remember it being good, and, like, I absolutely loved it. And then I did that a few times. And then just sort of from there, really, I carried on with the mobile sort of discos. Then after that, I sort of realised, like, I was getting starting to get a bit bored of it and not really, like, finding the motivation with that anymore. Yeah. And then when I was... When I was 16, round just before I did my GCSEs, I decided I wanted to do my own events. Mm-hmm. So um, I put on one with um, some local artists who are my age as well, just in my town at um, yeah. a place called Bar 7. I think Alfie was talking about it yesterday. Yeah, Alfie was talking about Bar 7, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember Alfie coming along, actually, like halfway through it. But, um, yeah, so I did that and it was really 180 people came and I thought that was wicked for the first one. So And then ever since that, 
I started going along to watch um, Alfie DJ on Saturday nights at Bar mm-hmm. 7. Um, and then it's sort of ever since then that I've really wanted to like get into the sort of club scene and start doing yep. more nights. So in the industry, which DJs do you kind of look up to and like, inspire to look like or be like? I guess there's, um, there's sort of like different levels to it because there's people like, people like Alfie and there's another guy called Ash Bedford who's local to us who helps me out. Yeah. A lot. I chat to them both. Um, another guy called Reese, who's local DJ Intense, who's um, put me on when Dig That performed in our town. He put okay. me on that night yeah. as a warm up DJ. So that's something that really helped me out. And then obviously there's people like people like Nathan Dorr, people who are putting out music. It's something I definitely like to look into doing. Has it um, kind of changed for you? Like when you were growing up, you were looking at these types of DJs, or has it kind of stayed the same? Yeah, yeah. I used to love like Avicii and people like that. Um, yeah. And then when I start to start to realise that there's like different sorts of DJs, like you've got your festival, like EDM DJs, you've got your like urban nightclub DJs. It sort of all changed like the perspective really. Mm-hmm. So, in the next kind of five five years, where do you kind of see yourself? What do you want to achieve? Um, I don't know. I just think I'm just gonna sort of let let it go where it takes me but I definitely want to get um by this time next year I definitely want to have a club residency somewhere if clubs are open by this time next year but um <laughs> let's hope so let's hope so yeah I definitely like to, I think I'm gonna go abroad next year okay if it all goes to plan and do a season in Zanzi hopefully I was thinking about going this year but I just sort of I was gonna get it all booked but then I changed my mind luckily just before yeah we realized that no one was going anywhere so but yeah, definitely any, not to go abroad. So you mentioned Zanti, but are there any other countries or cities you want to DJ in, like in, in the UK or Europe? I'd definitely like to do Ibiza, just because yeah. like Ocean Beach just looks like wicked places like that, where like you see like all the big DJs, mm-hmm. like all with those girls with their holding up their names <laughs> with their like, letters. Um, just that sort of stuff, really, I'd definitely like to do. How's it, how's it kind of been being a DJ, like, from young? Because, like, has it been weird at school, people kind of taking a mick or yeah, kind that, of supporting I was it? thinking about that earlier. Like, it was definitely the people in the older years always used to sort of mock it because it was, mm-hmm. like, I guess doing discos was never really, like, the sort of coolest, like, the cool thing. But then, like, when I started, um, it's just sort of recently in the past year or so when I started promoting like putting on my own events and then everyone's like oh okay this is actually quite good yeah. no one had ever actually like heard me dj then obviously i was djing at my own nights and people were like oh this is actually quite good and obviously like since then i've learned that i've definitely improved like massively in the past year and i think since i've been putting out like the instagram mixes and stuff and all my friends have uh, been like sharing it and stuff like that yeah like it's definitely sort of flipped and i've had like the older people used to sort of like take the mic and now like dancing to my music in the <laughs> and stuff. So, so you're you're like yeah, so shut up now. <laughs> yeah, Alfie, shut up about starships, man. I still can't. <laughs> I still can't believe this guy played starships. Well, as he's finishing, so <laughs> he so, loves Nicki Minaj. Yeah, no, he's he's a fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you more type? Are you more about like the uh, tight mixes and selection, or are you kind of want to go down the scratching? Or technical route? Um, I definitely like to play around with both, but I think 
like in a club, I think song selection is always going to be your most important sort of thing. Yeah. Because I, at the end of the day, if you're playing music, you've got to keep like the the like bar managers happy. It's not just about like what you want to do, is it? So like, if you can keep the club full, you've got to do that by like playing music that people wants to hear. And I think sometimes doing that, not necessarily like being the best DJ, like technically. Like in terms of your skill, but if you can just play the right tunes, then I think that's probably the most important part. In your opinion, do you think um, that the older DJs kind of look down on the younger DJs or not really take them on board? I think, or... oh, you get some, you get all the ones obviously like, oh, if you're not doing it on CDJs without waveforms, then you're a bad DJ, or if you can't do it on vinyl, or if you're using a laptop or a controller and all this and all that, but yeah. But I think I don't I think like you could literally be playing music off like two phones and like as long as you keep in the crowd like as long as, if you can keep the crowd like dancing and keep the dance floor full then like you can't really say anything to that. Mm-mm. In your in your opinion, what makes a good DJ? Um definitely someone who can like keep the keep the crowd full. There yes, Ash tuned in now. Um someone who can keep the dance floor like keep the energy all night. Someone who can use the mic, I think, is important because um, I think that can add like a whole, like sort of another aspect to like your set. How are you on um, the mic? I've definitely got better. I used to never be able to do it, and then sort of like you sort of get like that one gig where you just decide right, I'm gonna do it, and then like you just have to sort of go for it. Like um, I did an event in September last year where. Um, I was meant to be doing like the production for it, so I do sound and lighting as a job. Yeah. And um, so I'd provided all that, and I was DJing as well. And then obviously, like there was lots of different acts, but obviously they hadn't thought about a host. So then I just ended up like MC in the whole night, and then a drum and bass DJ comes on at the end, and I just en- ended up like MC in over the top of all of it. And I think that ever since then, I've sort of had like the mic, like confidence. You just sort of have to go mm-hmm. for it, really. I think. Has that helped you in your sets? Um. I think so. It's hard to find like a balance between like making sure you're concentrating on the DJ and then not yeah. getting distracted by like using the mic. But definitely, yeah. What kind of DJ do you, do you class yourself as? You say urban, dance house, or multi genre? I'd, I'd say urban, but I played like tech house events. I've got like proper like heavy drum and bass mixes on my SoundCloud. Yeah. Like, you know, like, proper drum and bass, like, rollers and stuff that are becoming really popular now. Like, I'll listen to that sort of stuff. But then I also love, like, playing... I don't know. I'll just play across, like, everything, really. But, yeah, I've been... I'm probably, like, into, like, tech house. Like, I listen to that quite a lot. But then I'd say... I'd say I'm best at playing urban. Yeah. If you kind of look back on your last couple of years, would you, would there be anything you'd change about how you started DJing or anything different um i don't know i think i would have promoted my own nights i would have done it at, at a younger age because yeah sort of like at the age you're at now like 16 17 no one really wants to go to under 18s because people will just go like and get into clubs anyway won't they but mm. like, um i definitely would have started doing that younger because i never i never really like realized how like sort of easy it is like you, the way i did it i literally just spoke to like the nightclub manager i found out who the manager was and just messaged him. I was like, look, I want to put on my own events. I think yeah. I'll be able to do it. I've got a mate who does graphic design. He made a poster and then literally just sent it out to everyone, put it on Snapchat every day. 
and then it was as easy as that really but yeah I think I definitely would have done that earlier and sort of concentrated more on like my mixing <clears throat> like ability and techniques yeah so obviously there's always going to be ups and downs in this industry more well, in any industry but like obviously we don't really see the downsides on social media and yeah. stuff like that so how many kind of like emails are you putting out daily or like what like what are the struggles behind DJing for you oh, like all the time I'm like DMing like different DJs on Instagram like sending them my mix videos like trying to work out sometimes I will go like weeks without being able to like think of ideas for a mix and then other days I'll yeah. cut with like three in one day so it's just sort of like that sort of thing really like that no one really sees but yeah like DMing DJs all the time DJs with big amounts of followers and stuff asking for advice sending them my mixes saying if they think there's anything I can do and then just like I think the best way is just to keep talking to people yeah like wherever you can someone said I need another mini mix yeah I said I've recorded one the other day like um recorded the audio for it but I haven't recorded the video for it yet but um because I've been trying to like mix them up and do them in sort of different places to make them a bit more like Interesting. Enjoyable to watch rather than just like in my bedroom, trying to be creative. With it, but yeah, 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 yeah. Are you gonna hop on an Instagram live set? I've been thinking about it, but it's, I think it's now one of them things you sort of have to promote beforehand to let yeah, people it's, know. It's, I think, yeah, it literally is now. Like for me, if I was gonna watch a live, I need to like make sure I've got like another device to watch it on because like, yeah. everyone just wants to do like other stuff on their phone, don't? And people click on on your phone for like two minutes, but. I think you've got to sort of promote it before so people can like get their iPad or their laptop or whatever ready. Yeah, so yeah definitely. Can, like, and that, that's a big it. point as well because like people, this generation, like you look at the other DJs because their um, fan base is like 30, 25 to 40, let's say. Yeah. Right? They're, and they're not, those people aren't going to go off of the, of the live or they've got another device to just put yeah, a live yeah. on and stuff like that. Like people in this age group, they'll just swipe off. They'll come in for like two minutes yeah, yeah. and they'll swipe off. So it's just like branding and everything and promoting it and definitely, yeah. Yeah. Is branding a key thing for you? Um, I think so, because that's sort of the only thing I've really been able to focus on. I think that's definitely like with my Instagram, I've focused on my Instagram a lot and I've like yeah. paid to promote <laughs> some of my videos and stuff. I think that's like for, uh, where I am at the minute. Um. I think it's quite important to like show people what I can do, especially because I'm like at this age, I'm actually like too young to go to nightclubs. Yeah. So like I've got a, there's no other way really. Apart Hello. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, someone was no, no. Again. Someone was ringing me. It's okay. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> it's not you. It's not you. Someone was ringing me. It's right. <laughs> yeah. So look. um, with with the um with the nightclub things, right? So what I used to do was do the early sets from like ten to twelve or eleven yeah. to twelve, and then not and then obviously I I wasn't allowed in after twelve. So you could try yeah. that. A lot of them like they are like fine with me going. Like, and they do let like I get the occasional set, but I think like obviously if somewhere wants a resident, they don't. It's not really that don't look that good on them if they're resident DJs under eighteen, does it? Mm, mm. But I think. But no one needs to know that. Though. Just sort of no waiting. one needs to know that. Yeah. Because like 
Yeah. No one's gonna go ask. Oh, how old's the DJ? <laughs> go and ask him for his ID. <laughs> but that's literally how it is, though. Like, I used to just do the ten to twelve sets or ten to eleven sets, and then just yeah. leave after eleven thirty or whatever. That's the sort of thing I'm trying to find. But like, yeah, at the minute, I'm pretty happy with like where I am in in Ketchum at the minute. Like, most of the like owners or managers or whatever know me, and they're all happy for me to go along. Yeah. Like some would say, I have to stand in the de- like have to stand with the DJ or whatever. But then some are like, oh yeah, you can bring a mate with you as well if you like, and stuff that's, like that's that. That's right. So, at least they at least they're saying you yeah. can bring a mate. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's pretty in good, London, it's like you, no, it's just no straight away. Yeah, I think it really like I think it depends on your area and like yeah. how big the club is, obviously. But but I don't really know yeah. many places in London that will allow it. There are some places, but it's normally like you have to do the ten to eleven set. And then leave yeah. as soon as you finish, like as soon as you finish, basically. Yeah. Because if the police come and blah blah blah, then it's just yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's all issues. it's all down to the license at the end of the day, isn't it? And Literally. if they lose that, then they're screwed. So how do you find it with working with the controller? Like, do you want to upgrade to CDJs, or have you got CDJs? Or um, I'm really like, to be honest, I think I was talking about this with um Alfie the other day. Yeah. That I think on my controller I can do more than what I can do on CDJs like hands-on and I definitely have like in terms of all the pads I use them like so much like the hot cues yeah. and um the sampler a lot and I know you can get those like those like little pad controllers you can use with your laptop oh chat with DJ Airphones watching I remember when I was 13 and I used to watch his uh me mix videos <laughs> I used to look up to him actually oh, okay he was one of the people that like sort of inspired me to put out like mini mix videos and do I used to do Facebook live streams when yeah, I was yeah, yeah like 13 14 and he I sort of it was all sort of his like Facebook profile was the sort of thing I used to try and like copy mm. so, and you think he had a wicked setup as well <laughs> see the setup is like the key thing as well on the lives like yeah I, I'm just like very lazy with the setup with that <laughs> like yeah. I mean it's it gets to the point where it's like after quarantine I'll probably still do these lives but yeah. It's not gonna matter if you've got a sick setup or not, because it's just gonna matter about your sets and how yeah. you're DJing in a club, basically. I think on live streams, if you can use a mic, it's yeah. um, pretty good to make it a bit more interactive, so it's not just people like watching and engage with the comments and stuff like mm. that. But um, yeah, going back to like the setup thing, like to be honest, if I had a residency somewhere, I think I'd just use my controller there and a laptop, like before. All the club sets I've done, I've just taken a USB, and but yeah. I think you obviously get so much more features as an urban DJ, like for your like samples and hitting your hot cues and stuff. If you're using like Serato, so I think definitely from now on I'm going to be using a laptop mm-hmm. or just take my controller. How do you find it, kind of getting tracks from back in the day and stuff like that? Do you think? Like, do you know a lot of tracks from back in the day, or you you watching um, these lives and you see yeah, DJs pulling the out these things. tracks, and you're like, I have no clue yeah, I don't know that too. <laughs> yeah, that, that's something I've been like trying to like. I was just sitting, listening to playlists on Spotify loads, and then I'll, be, I'll hear a tune and be like, oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, listening to like every time I'm in a club, that I'll always be on my notes in my phone, writing down songs that the DJ's playing. Finish Shazam by the DJ booth. <laughs> <laughs> when I used to go and watch Alfie, he said to me, he was like, oh yeah, you need to, he told me to write down any song that got a good reaction from the crowd. Yeah. I was like, you need to write that down, 
like he didn't he didn't care. He was like, look at the look on my control, or look on my mixer, look what song it is, um, and stuff like that. So that's sort of how I built up like all the more classic tunes. I've always sort of been into I've always been into music anyway. So I've always listened to quite a wide. Like I've never really just listened to one thing. Mm, so, mm-hmm. how do you find crowd reading? Like, do you think it's something you gotta develop and? It's practice, or do you think you could just get that straight away? Because there's some people think, that can read a crowd straight away. I think I got a good start, obviously, with doing discos, because obviously you're not just playing, like, you're playing everything, like, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, yeah. cheese. And I think from doing, like, I did a few engagement parties, and they were always good, because it tended to be, like, sort of crowds between, like, their 20s and 30s, so you could literally play, you had to play, like, completely everything, like, new stuff all the way back and I think from doing that that's definitely helped um mm. so now like when I'm in a like when you when I did like my under 18s events and stuff like that I always yeah. thought they were easy because I knew exactly what people my age listen to and what to Sorry, play and I've, I've, can... I've already answered that question but I've already, he's already answered this question but I'll do it again anyway so he said what's the goal in the next five years so I'd definitely like to go abroad um, I'd like to get abroad. I'd like to put on some bigger nights. I've been speaking to some people about um, booking some artists in my town. Yeah. And uh, been saving up a bit of money and stuff. So the thing um, is, it's the money in it, like the events. Yeah. I used to do my events as well, like two years ago. And it's just a lot of money. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know when um, when Dig That played in my town, he cost four grand for a twenty yeah, minute yeah, performance, yeah. and like, I'm seventeen. I've not got. I don't think anyone's really just got four grand, but. <laughs> It's only when you got the proper like funding to put back into like to put yeah. into it. A lot of the time they get help. I know one of the providers in my area gets helped from the nightclub, like because he's got a good relationship with them. The nightclub will yeah. give him the money, and then like he'll just pay it them back after the event. Sort of. So like do you want to do more frequent events after quarantine, like every couple? I definitely like or... to. A bit. I planned a few. I've already like. I always get really like excited about it and I'll go and like start making posters and stuff like at like, yeah, three yeah, in the yeah. morning when I'm thinking about it. Um, but yeah, definitely. I'm always thinking about it. Like, it's always just like at, at the back of my mind, like, Oh, what can I do next? How can I get to the next step? Are there um, any um, like, festivals you want to DJ in? I've never really thought that much about festivals, but I definitely, I think one I'd like to do, I'd love to do a drum and bass set at NAS yeah. or, that sort of thing in one of those rave tents. Like, oh, yeah, I like the hardcore rave tents. Wicked. Yeah, like the ones um, you get at like Redding and Leeds and all that. I just think they look wicked. So that's so, something I'd definitely yeah. like to do in terms of like festivals. So with with the drum and bass, is like you want to get into that properly and like study that music or is it like only certain types of crowd that you'll play it for? Is it um, something that yeah, you want to get I'd, into? I'd only do... Like, I'd only play, like, on my Serato, I've got, um like, a commercial drum and bass crate, and then I've got, like, my drum and bass, like, proper drum and bass yeah. crate with only songs that, like, drum and bass fans would know. Uh, iPhone like, said, will you produce in the future? Um, I've been I've been messing around, and I've got Logic on my Mac, and I've, de- I've been messing around with it in the past few weeks. Like, I've been trying to make, like, garage. I've been, like, learning how to make, um, like, garage beats. Mm-hmm and been trying to make like garage remixes of tunes and I've definitely yeah. I've messed around with like making house tracks before and stuff but I definitely that's definitely something I'd 
be interested in doing. I think I need to. Uh, every DJ I hear producers always said they wish they started it at an earlier age. So what's what's three tips um, you'd give to up and coming DJs like yourself to get in the scene and get what uh, get known? I think people might. You just gotta like make sure like all the clubs in your area like the owner knows who you are like the manager knows who you are their resident dj knows who you are mm-hmm. just speak to people so i feel like i'm sort of at the stage now where like whenever whatever club needs a dj like i'm sort of like just sitting underneath like ready to go into whatever gap opens up in my town but i was sort of really desperate at first and i was trying to get in anywhere but now there's just one club in in town i've got my eyes on yeah, and I'd, I'd definitely love to. Um, one of my goals is to be resident there within the next year. So, so Ash said, "What's your next step, and how will you get there?" What's my next step? I think um, my next step is definitely getting a residency, and uh, Ash helps me out. Ash is a resident at um, the club. That so I was that's, speaking that's, about, that's basically it? a hint to Ash, like get me the res- residency. Yeah, and, like we, <laughs> me and Ash, like, oh, me and Ash chat every day, and like we speak about stuff and we help each other out. And I think yeah. helping other DJs out with stuff is quite important because then that means they can help you out in the long run. And he's got me like sets in some smaller bars and mm. like just sorts of stuff like that. What's the highlight of your career so far? What's, what's been the highlight for you? Um. Probably when I supported Dig That, that was like one of the best. It's definitely the best luck club night I've ever been to. Um, and I was fair, I did early doors. Uh, I did like yeah. ten. My slot was like ten to eleven, but a DJ didn't turn up, so I ended up getting like ten till half twelve. And like it started filling guidelines, up. Guidelines. Right guidelines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it started um, filling up like straight from when it opened, so that was really good. And like. I love play- the warm-up set was really fun because I was playing all these tunes that I wouldn't yeah. normally play at an under-18s night because um, that I had in my library. But um, yeah, it was really that was definitely like my highlight, and that's where I've got like the best photos from as well because there was photographers mm. there. So going off the back of that, would you be an artist DJ or would you want to be a DJ that DJs on a night and the artist comes down and you DJ for them? I d- uh, I don't think. That- Depending what artist it was, I think. Possibly. Sorry, Earth One Sharp, man. Like, you know, I don't have funds like you. This guy's got funds. I, I need funds, man. You know, I'm trying to. <laughs> nah, it's not even. It's just like. I've seen I you only about put four pairs of leads on your Instagram. <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's just because, like, obviously, when I'm doing these lives and everything, and like doing my live sets, I'm seeing a lot of DJs just put it in their bio, like little tips. Yeah, you may so, as like, well. See what happens. Like, I've got a couple people already do it, so it's alright, but. I, it's not serious. I'm not going. Please, everyone, give me a hundred quid. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just to help me through the time, you know. But yeah, sorry. Carry on. What were you saying? Uh, about artist DJ or tour D- uh, oh. artist DJ or DJ on a night. I think, mm, I think depending what artist it was, if it was obviously someone not really good or someone not really up and coming, then I'd be their DJ. But I think sometimes. I wouldn't want to get locked to just being like being known because I was an artist DJ and only DJ for them. I'd sort of like mm. to be like my own my own act rather than supporting someone else's act. But do you think if you built your brand up and built yourself up, then um, you could be the artist DJ, or do you still think you don't want to be tagged to someone's name like that and be like I'm this person's DJ? Yeah, like with their like at in my bio. Yeah, and like that'd be like my only claim to fame. And obviously, it's still good, and like obviously, you can make good money 
from that. One thing that I'm sort of thinking about at the minute is like how you can make DJ and like what I can do to make it like as like a main career because I know mm. I know a lot of people are like do it and like they're doing it and on their Instagrams they look all amazing they've got like 20k followers on Instagram and stuff but then like they're still living at home with their mums that's that's the um, thing that's the thing like it's not the only way you can take it to the next level is production like yeah you cannot that's the only way to make real you cannot, money you cannot make be a DJ live on your own and whatever just from DJ I think unless you live in like Unless you live in like a student, unless you're playing in a student town like six nights a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're getting like a decent like pay for each night, then I don't think, unless you're doing that, you're never really going to make massive money from it until you become like a a tour DJ. But the thing is, what I was noticing as well, that followers don't even matter because yeah, when, I'm, yeah. when, I'm, when I'm interviewing these DJs and everything, like when I asked a question like, do you get your gigs because you got 20k or 11k or 10k or whatever they're like not even because not if you're looking at overseas right yeah flipping i don't know stavos you know from greece yeah. don't know <laughs> what's going on in the uk you know what i mean like yeah yeah he's not gonna know what's going on and he's not gonna care that you got 10,000 followers because not all your 10,000 followers are gonna be there yeah in my life i always look at my followers and i think like it's more about who's following you than like how many mm. That's literally what I've kind of changed. That's literally what I've changed my mindset. Yeah. Like, Rusky started following me the other day, and I was like, oh, my God, he's got 40K. Yeah, yeah. And, like, just sort of, um, whenever, like, a DJ I've sort of looked up to starts following me, I'm always like, oh, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I've just kind of, like, my mindset's changed during this period where it's like, you know what, I've got some big DJs numbers now from, from doing these interviews and I'm like, that's even bigger than 50k following, you get yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I could just call them or text them or be like, can you come yeah. do this or can I do this for you or whatever instead of, yeah, yeah followers mean nothing unless you, yeah. I mean, if you've got your own events or something like that, then obviously, or if you're an artist. Because I feel yeah, like... I think it's good for promotion. I feel like if you're an artist with 2k, no one's going to look at you unless you've got 10k yeah, plus. Yeah, yeah. Would you ever want to get but, down um, that route? What route? The artist route. Oh, like, are you um, good at rapping? What? Or are you good at nah, writing lyrics? Nah. <laughs> I can play a guitar. Okay. Why have you not carried on with that? I've, like, I've gone through quite a lot of different hobbies and like, sports. Like, um, But like, DJing's always been that one thing that I've always sort of gone for. Yeah. And like, it's always just stuck with me and I've always enjoyed and like I've always been really dedicated to so it's just been not that sort of like standout hobby so you're doing your next event what three DJs are you putting on or which three artists unlimited budget unlimited budget yeah I think if it was so say I'm putting on an under 18s event this yeah. up a bit. I think I'd definitely go for H just because all the girls love him mm-hmm and that would immediately, like, he'd fill the club on his own. Um, H, I'd go for, like, um, in my area, I'd go for, like, a, probably a drill rapper. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, it's hard. I'd say, like, Stormzy is obviously, like, would be, like, a massive one. And Drake, I think. Stormzy, Drake and H, if I had to pick This three. is a festival, bro. This ain't no event. This is a festival. <laughs> <laughs> it's turning into some festival here. 
<laughs> yeah, in a four. Oh, yeah, which three DJs? <laughs> which three DJs? Um, I'd put on. Have you seen Joe LaBelle? Did you say you're doing an interview yep. with him? Yeah, I'm doing an I've interview with him tomorrow. All his videos on his Instagram are sick. Like all the like mashups and stuff he does. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> That's what I said. I choose DJ. <laughs> That's um... for your event, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'd um, definitely pick him as like one of the sort of smaller ones. I think I'd pick Nathan Dorr just because he's yeah. got his um, his good tunes. Um. I don't know. It's too, there's too many people to pick from, <laughs> but someone like maybe like um, Tom Zanetti or like Joel Corey, okay. like one of the big, yeah, 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 big like house DJs. What's your What's your take on? Um... <laughs> Do you know what I'm gonna I ask you? Would you? <laughs> no. What, what's your What's your take on um, reality TV stars going into DJing? Um. Are you alright with that, or are you kind of like they're gonna take up my sets? Because there's some DJs <laughs> where they know for a fact they're not gonna take their sets. But like, if you look at Rusky, like he knows that they ain't gonna yeah. take his sets. But for like yeah. us lot and stuff like that, yeah, I think like Idris Elba is always one that comes to mind. Because have you ever watched his elbow set? And it's like, <laughs> and it's just like terrible. <laughs> like you can just see him making mistakes all over the place, and like you know, he's only become a DJ just because he's like, he's like really famous, and he's he's got, like obviously he's produced, he's made a few house tracks, and they are good, but like you can just tell they've been guys produced. He's definitely not that like, sat there and made it on his own, or like had to make it on his like six-year-old MacBook. Yeah, yeah. With it headphones because that's the only stuff he has. <laughs> but do you think do you think it's a big problem now? Like there's gonna be a lot of you know, reality um, TV stars coming into the scene, or do you think it's not going to matter? Um, I don't think it matters too much, because I think, obviously, they're going to get booked, but they're never going to, like, take a residency somewhere or somewhere. They're only going to be doing one-off nights, aren't they? So they're never yeah. going to be, like, major competition. And, obviously, they're all going to be really expensive as well. <laughs> Alfie, shut up with Starships, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would never the context of starships. No, because I, I asked him what tune are you throwing down to get the ladies going. He, man said oh yeah, starships. I heard that yesterday, but I don't know why he just said it now. Is it, I don't know what he's saying. Even talking about songs, <laughs> I didn't even realize you're still here. Oh, fun. That's not even a banger. That's that's done now. It's twenty whatever, <laughs> whenever it came out, twenty twelve or whatever. Do you wish you had Alfie's shiny teeth? Yes. Cause that gets goals. Alfie told me his. Alfie told me he hasn't had his teeth done. He has. He has had it done. He has. I don't know <laughs> He's had it done. Teeth. He's had it done. He drinks like four the... pints of mouthwash a day. No don't way you're lying that, to me. But he used to. He used to drink mouthwash in a nightclub. <laughs> I've seen him <laughs> do it. It'd like. Alfie, is that like what a... you take instead of alcohol? You take mouthwash. It'd be like a. Like someone had put down like a glass on the DJ booth and he'd pick it up, like empty out and get his mouthwash out and, <laughs> and then drink the mouthwash and spit it back <laughs> in someone's cup in the middle See, of the club. Paul, Paul, you know about that one as well. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't actually know, yeah. Like yesterday, I was actually blinded <laughs> by his teeth. Like, <laughs> yeah. I needed sunglasses, Alfie. It's one of them ones. <laughs> Yeah, that, one so, of my goals is to have blinding teeth. <laughs> so a lot of 
people have like the misconception that with DJ and you get a lot of girls, do you find that? Or do you think um, that it's just like it comes with it because in that industry there's drink, girls, money, club, whatever? Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know really. Um, oh, you're still I'd young, say... it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say like obviously like all DJs give off that like celebrity lifestyle. Like, it's just part of, like, the marketing yourself. You've got to, like, look the part, haven't you? And I think girls like that, but I want to talk about it to you, but... <laughs> do you have a little... It's just one of them do you have a little fangirl, like, going on? Do you have a groupie? <laughs> uh, I don't know, to be honest. I've got the same... I've got the same few always, like, messaging me, saying they're, like, my mixes and stuff. I said, don't but... be humble, Joe. I see you with God, <laughs> <laughs> See, he's not even going to talk. He knows. That's why he knows. He knows. <laughs> Tells so, us he's 18. <laughs> he's just turning 19. He's he just turning 18. Too he's well. just turning 18. <laughs> See, when you turn 18, it's easier. It's easier. <laughs> I used to think it was like, I remember like being in clubs and if someone asked how old I was, I'd think it was really cool to say I was like, oh yeah, I'm 16. Oh yeah, I shouldn't be here. I mean, then, it, it was it was cool when I didn't realize that age matters a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I see Joe telling guy, girls he's twenty one with what beard? With what beard, bro? <laughs> he's fourteen. I said he's fourteen. <laughs> no, start. but I used to yeah. When I'll I when, when I started, you're twenty five and and act like you're seventeen. Words. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I used to do that in clubs. Like, if I was DJing, I'd be like, "How old are you?" I'd be like, 16. Like, acting like it was sick, but it really yeah. And then they just go, uh-huh. they'd just walk away. They walk away, and I'd be, or they'll be like, "Oh, you, I could be your son." I mean, you could be my. Uh, sorry, uh, you could be my son. I was like, "Oh, yeah, okay." And then you just, <laughs> just turn the wrong way. <laughs> Chris was three years yeah. old with a beard. Now I, I got my beard when I was 15. Like, I started growing it when I was 15. But my mate, who had a proper beard when he was like 12, like literally. I remember back in what 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 year is your twelve? Uh, is when you're twelve? Is that like year seven? Yeah, year seven, year right. Yeah, he, he started growing a beard in year seven, like, and I was like, no way! <laughs> like, we were all taking a mitt because obviously we didn't really know what was going yeah. on there. <laughs> we didn't really know what was going on there, but yeah, iPhone, you're just jealous, man. You can't grow anything. <laughs> Wait, what's he's someone's put a question? All oh, right, <laughs> thoughts on the sync button? Um. I think if you're like trying to mix like two like song chorus after chorus and and you're like literally dropping song after song then yeah like it can enhance I think it, if it can enhance your set then yeah but then sometimes I think like you're either pressing a button or you're looking at a screen and then moving a fader so the numbers match. Have you used the same button? I, that's how I learned because I was just like oh that's what that button is for like I didn't really like think yeah. there was anything. When I first like, got virtual DJ on my laptop, I was like, all right, the sync button, that's for the job of it. I didn't know there never used to be a sync button or whatever. Would you but, do like, it live? Or would you be um, matched properly? With, like, it depends on the genre I'm playing. Like, let's be, like, every, <laughs> like, every <laughs> DJ. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, literally most DJs, they just look at the screen and match the numbers. But, yeah. like, I'm... At one point, I made myself learn to beat match. Like, if I'm playing house music, like, then, yeah, I'll do it because you've got way longer in, like, your transition. But, like, if you're trying to, um, if you're trying to, like, mix, 
like song after song when you're playing like urban then i think like if you use it and like what's coming out the speakers mm. that sounds sick then i don't think it really matters has radio ever been a route for you like would you want to go down radio's route or just stick um, to clubs festivals i think i'd do like guest mixes but i think the difference one thing like one of my favorite parts about the whole thing is the crowd yeah and i think like that's the best like the most rewarding part is like getting feedback and obviously with radio you're, you're just looking no at one. a number on a screen yeah and i think i'd struggle with that that's the same that's like i've tried doing instagram lives before and i always find it a bit weird because you can't like see anyone properly but like obviously so. that is the best way to build your confidence like shadow kind of just talking yeah, to yourself yeah. basically because like yeah it's weird on instagram live you know like djing and talking to yourself but when you kind of see people chatting in the comments. When your like, mum's oh, outside your room, like, who's he chatting to? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, when you're when you got people chatting in the comments going like, yeah, 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 yeah this is a sick mix and stuff, then it kind of hype, hypes you up and everything. Yeah, but yeah. Radio, radio's, a, I mean, I, I DJ on radio, but it's, it's a good route, but it's just, I don't know, what in your opinion, do you think it's dying out or do you think it's always um, going to be there? I, I think it's more... Like I've always just seen radio as a thing you have in your car, mm-hmm. and like I'd go, I'd listen if I knew one of my friends was on it or a specific mix I wanted to listen to, then I'd listen to it. But like I think, like radio has always sort of been like background music, yeah, and never like something you actually listen to. Obviously, if like Capital Extra or like One Extra asked me to do a mix, then I'd do it. Yeah, but do you drive yet? Or know. Corona? Did Corona mess it up? <laughs> no, I passed my theory the day before the test centre's shut. Okay. So, um, yeah, and I was like, been practising loads, and I probably, I would have been passed by now, I'd say, if I passed. So, but... you got to wait for time now, innit? <laughs> it's going to be, yeah. that, that, oh, that, that, was, that waiting that list is going to be long. Yeah, I've been waiting, like, ever since I've, like, really even thought about it, I'm like, oh yeah, I can't wait to drive. I did, like, I did a driving lesson on my 17th birthday. Yeah. did four lessons within a week of being 17 and I was like oh yeah I'm gonna be passed soon like straight away mm. and then obviously but I guess I wouldn't be able to drive anywhere now anyway so <laughs> it yeah, when, when, do you, when do you think when do you think clubs are coming back oh, I don't even know like my like as a job I do like production for events so yeah. I do sound and lighting and um, like installations in nightclubs i do a lot of work at leicester city football club i do like all sorts of events like festivals and stuff and so obviously it's impacted me um not just because clubs have shut but because like i can't actually work because no one's having events so there's mm. no so i've been sort of thinking about it from two perspectives but i'm not no one really there's not i don't think there's any way of really saying think, to be honest stuff's been pushed back to September and I'd like to think we can start going to events by September but I just don't know if it's realistic Mm, I think I hope so I hope it's September Um, yeah but I think think there's a lot of DJs that are saying it'll be December that will come back so I don't know I think it's alright it's alright for the like the DJs are the people who like I don't think, I think it's more worse for like the night, because obviously nightclubs, like they don't make that massive like, profit, like they have obviously huge costs to run a nightclub. And I think, I feel bad for all these like smaller nightclubs now who 
like have obviously yeah. were relying on like their Fridays and the Saturdays so they could keep making money and now same as restaurants, same as any hospitality sort of business, it's not really great because no one's making money and places are having to shut down and what's that's your, just what I'm hoping that What's you know, your take on um, promoters and managers coming up to you halfway through your set and saying that the dance floor is packed but no one's by the bar? How do you kind of deal with that situation? Um, I've never really, I've never really like had that to be honest. Like, because under 18s, like the yeah, managers yeah, yeah. know what they're going in for, and that they'll probably sell about four cokes in the whole night. <laughs> and I, I know, I know. But that like, puts, if like, if that happened, if if that happened to you, do you think it's the DJ's problem? What problems do you I think? Don't know. Like, how how do you kind of take that? I don't. I'd probably just like say something on the mic to be honest. And be like, oh yeah. Well, bars open. <laughs> <laughs> They've got to like have the drinks deals and stuff. They have they? like. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess it depends what way you look at it. Like people go to a nightclub to like dance, but then the nightclubs are want people to go there to buy drinks, and they'd they'd rather have the bar full than the dance hall empty. I mm. guess, but. So I don't to know, kind really. of, so to kind of finish up, you said you wanted to do different countries and stuff like that. So. Where do you kind of where with the, like your next steps as well? What what do you see yourself doing in terms of the clubbing scene? Do you want to be touring the cities in the UK? Like, do you want to be going down to different sets and yeah, I'd like to do that and stuff like that. I'd like to do that eventually. Like, I think it'd be quite good to go on a tour, like supporting someone like, as a support DJ. Yeah, and I think that'd be good something to maybe try and do in the next like two years. So, um. And then, like, obviously, I'd love to, like, have my name on posters in cities and people come in specifically just to see me rather yeah. than just going for a night out. I think that's sort of the ultimate goal, really. Yeah, you want your name, like, up in the club lights, lights yeah. and posters everywhere. Yeah, on the big video wall. Mm, definitely. But yeah, thank that. you, bro. Thank, thanks for your time, man. Yeah, like, I really appreciate it. And, like, yeah, I'm waiting yeah. to see what, what you got next. I'm waiting to see what you got next, man. I want to yeah, see the, the next content. event as soon as quarantine's over. I want to see that event being put up. Yeah, I've got. I've been like been making posters and messaging people and texting club owners and stuff. So I'm getting it all sorted. Cool, man. But yeah. uh, appreciate appreciate this, man. I really appreciate. Yeah, it. you too. Take care. Hope. Uh, thank you to everyone tuning in at the moment. I'm back in like twelve minutes. <laughs> so yeah, I've got <laughs> I've got Gavin Omari in twelve minutes time, and then just Craig at five thirty. But yeah. Thanks for everyone tuning in. Okay, cool. Cheers, bro. Cheers.